Good morning, everybody. Welcome to One Family Church. It is so nice uh, to be back preaching. I'm going to preach today. I've been off from preaching for six weeks thanks to the amazing speakers uh, in our Truth Series. I am so grateful for our Truth Series speakers. You guys, we had 17 speakers uh, during our Truth Series, and they just did an incredible job bringing the Word of God, bringing their own personal experience and I'm deeply grateful for all of you uh, who came and preached to us during that period. I'm so grateful uh, for all of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. This is crazy, guys, but listen, we have had thousands, over 4,000 people have either joined our YouTube page, our Instagram page, or our Facebook page. I mean, like, it's just incredible. Uh, is it the same as being in person? Absolutely not. But this is the way we are connecting with you now, and you're connecting with us, and the world is connecting with each other, and we're going to lean into it. We're going to lean into it until God brings us back together, and we can see each other's faces and hug each other's necks. So if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, click the subscribe button now. Uh, it really matters. It matters for you to be able to receive spiritual nourishment. And what we're also seeing and experiencing is this. People are sharing the content from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and we are seeing coworkers, colleagues, family members, people from all over the world, many of whom don't even go to church. So many of you that I'm talking to right now, you don't even go to church, and, I, and we know that because your family member told us. Uh, but you're tuning in, and we're thrilled to have you. So welcome. I, I actually met a family from New Jersey, and a whole family that's tuning in every week, and I told them I'd give them a shout out. So what's up, New Jersey? Welcome to One Family Church. And finally, I want to say welcome to our brothers at Stepping Into the Light Ministries. We love you guys. We love you. We love you. We're proud of you. Uh, amen. We are launching a brand new series today. It is called Get Fit, Developing a Life of Spiritual Vitality. Get Fit, Developing a Life of Spiritual Vitality. Um, one of the greatest living athletes on the planet today is someone that most of you have probably never heard of. His name is Habib Namurgamadoff. He is a, a young man from a remote village in Dagestan, Russia. Uh, but he is the world's premier martial artist on the planet today. Uh, his record is 28 and 0. He's never been defeated. He's got the longest winning streak of any fighter ever in the history of professional mixed martial arts. This guy is a phenom. And the question is, what makes him so dominant? What makes him such a, uh, an unstoppable force? There are a few factors. One is he's a talented striker. So, you know, there's, there's striking in mixed martial arts and he's a talented striker. Two is he's an extremely gifted wrestler. Um, and, but there are many gifted wrestlers. What it really is, is this guy's unrelenting fitness. The, the thing about Khabib, Khabib Nurmagomedov is that he, uh, he is just as fresh in the fifth round as he is in the first round. He is unstoppable. The pressure that he puts on his opponents, he just keeps going after them. So when you have a more uh, skilled opponent, a more slick opponent, it doesn't matter because he has put himself through the grind. He has trained himself to be fit to conquer any opponent. More famous people like uh, Conor McGregor, 
are easily defeated by uh, Nurmagomedov because of his unrelenting fitness. The point of this series, the express goal of this series, is to help you become an elite spiritual athlete. It is to help you achieve a level of spiritual fitness that you have never achieved before. Why? Because the reality is you and I are going to face circumstances that are soul-crushing in life. We're going to face hardships uh, in our lifetime that we've just never faced before. Some of you are facing them now. Uh, some of you are facing voices of doubt and anxiety in your heart, in your life, right now. Some of you are facing battles uh, internally, spiritual battles. Uh, the reality is the scripture teaches us that we have an enemy. And that enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And the goal of, of, of developing a robust and vibrant spiritual life is so that you can walk into battle and that you can defeat the enemy. So that when the battle rages around you, you are fit to overcome the battle. When the storm clouds gather around you, you are fit to weather the storm. When the anxiety and the fear rise up within you and threaten to overtake you, you are fit to fight back the voices of doubt. And this, and this whole series is grounded in a brilliant letter that was penned by one of the most uh, powerful and fit and vibrant and healthy spiritual human beings ever to walk the planet other than Jesus. Uh, and his name was the Apostle Paul. And he wrote a letter to his young protege, a young minister that was coming up in the gospel named Timothy. And the words that he wrote in this letter, I think you're going to find them powerful in your life because this is what he wrote in 1 Timothy 4. He said this to Timothy. He said, Timothy, train yourself to be godly. Train yourself. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present and the life to come. Train yourself, Timothy. In other words, train yourself to be fit spiritually. I don't know if any of you, uh, like me, are suckers for before and after pictures. But whenever I see before and after pictures, like in a fitness book or on a website, I want to see what happened. I want to see the transformation. Now look, I know that a lot of this can be done with lighting in Photoshop, right? We've seen those pictures where the guy, you know, he's just like, puts his stomach out, he looks sad, he's in the bad lighting, and then, then he does the chest up, chest out, chin high, you know. We've all seen that. But I'm talking about the actual real transformation ones. The ones where somebody actually put themselves through a robust training process and came out more fit, more healthy, stronger on the other side than they were when they went in. The scripture actually gives us a before and after snapshot of what our life can look like when we are spiritually unhealthy, but then when we train ourselves in godliness, like the Apostle Paul calls us to, and we come out on the other side fit, strong, and healthy. And I want to read you from um, the, the, just a wide variety of scriptures about what our before and after pictures will look like. Here's what they look like. An unhealthy spirit produces confusion, fear, and hate. But a healthy spirit produces power, love, and a sound mind. An unhealthy spirit produces despair, despondency, and alienation. But a healthy spirit produces joy unspeakable and full of glory. An unhealthy spirit 
produces anxiety, apprehension, and worry. But a healthy spirit produces peace that passes all understanding. An unhealthy spirit produces restlessness, foolishness, and disordered impulsivity. But a healthy spirit produces patience, endurance, and stability. An unhealthy spirit produces pettiness, self-absorption, and narrow-mindedness. But a healthy spirit produces generosity, kindness, and magnanimity of soul. An unhealthy spirit produces evil, mistreatment, and falsehood. But a healthy spirit produces goodness and mercy that will follow you all the days of your life. An unhealthy spirit produces deceit and cowardice. But a healthy spirit produces faithfulness and a heart filled with courage. An unhealthy spirit produces harshness, meanness, and inhumane cruelty, but a healthy spirit produces gentleness, humility, and meekness of soul. An unhealthy spirit produces recklessness and self-sabotage. How many of you have been there? You've made the stupid decisions over and over, the reckless and foolish decisions that have brought you low. But a healthy spirit produces discipline, direction, and the scripture teaches self-control. So I have two questions for you this morning. Number one, what does your spiritual life look like? Does it look like the before picture or does it look like the after picture? And the second question is, what do you want your spiritual life to look like? Which one would you choose? You see, some of us are probably in the before category. Our life is just a wreck. We're tuning in today because we're just distraught, we're broken, we're despairing, we're completely messed up. Now, very, 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 very few of us are probably in the after picture where we're just running on all cylinders. Most of us are somewhere in between. We're on the path to health, on the, on the path to vibrancy, on the path to fitness, but we're not there yet. We've got, like the Apostle Paul says, we're straining towards it. We haven't yet apprehended it, but we're reaching for it. We're, we're, we're going for it. That's where I am today, and I think that's probably where most of you are. And so I want to spend a few minutes today setting up the series because the series is all about how do we develop and how do we expand this spiritual vitality, this spiritual health. Now, I'm not, a, I'm not an exercise physiologist. Uh, I am not a fitness trainer. I don't have a medical degree, but I do know that there are three basic components to physical health, all three of which are required for you to get fit physically. The first one is nutrition. These are the macronutrients, the micronutrients, the vitamins and minerals that need to absorb into your bloodstream in order to give your body, your muscles, your organs, uh, the kind of strength that they need to, to uh, be healthy and strong, vibrant and robust. You gotta get the nutrition, right? But you also need to get the exercise. The nutrition is what's coming into your body. The exercise is what you are exerting out of your body. It is the strain under which you put your body to develop and strengthen uh, your, your, your power, your agility, your speed, and your endurance. So you've got nutrition, you've got exercise, and then the third one is rest. You have to have rest in order for your body to recover and restore itself to be truly physically healthy and fit. Now here's the reality. 
about these three components. If you have one but not the others, then you will not be healthy. You will not be healthy just by having one if you're missing the other. So you can have all the kale salad in the world. You can be eating all the quinoa. You can be drinking all the kombucha tea that you want. But if you are not getting exercise and rest, you will overnourish your body and, and not exert enough energy uh, to be healthy. If you are exercising all day and all night, you are downward facing your dog as, from morning to, to, to night and you're on your Peloton, and you're on your Zumba classes, but you're not getting nutrition and rest, you're gonna deplete your body and your body's gonna wear out, okay? And, and if you are getting rest, and you've got your ear your, your earplugs and your noise-canceling headphones and your, your, your eye mask and your favorite pillow, and you're resting like Sleeping Beauty, but you're not getting nutrition and exercise, your body is not going to get strong and healthy. The reality is you need all three to get fit. The scripture teaches us that we actually need all three of these things for our spiritual life as well. So the Apostle Paul is making a one-to-one -one allegory, a one-to-one -one metaphor. He's saying, you've got to train your spirit the same way you train your body. If you want to have spiritual health and vitality, you've got to do with your spirit what you would do with your body in order to get fit spiritually. In fact, the word he uses is fascinating in 1 Timothy. He uses the word train when he says, train yourself to be godly, right? That word train comes from the Greek word. In fact, this is the word that he wrote, gymnazo, gymnazo. This is where we get our word gymnasium. This is where we get the word gym or gymnastics, right? Those scholars who have studied this word, this Greek word, here's what they tell us. Gymnazo means to train with complete physical and emotional force, like working out intensely in a gymnasium. It means to exert intensely like a professional athlete. It presumes full discipline necessary to be in top working condition. Full agility, full skill, and full endurance. This is gained only from constant, rigorous training or exercise. It's fascinating what the Apostle Paul is saying. He's saying, I really want you to train yourself to be an elite spiritual athlete. And if, 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 if you're here today and you're watching this broadcast today, I just want you to know, this is what we're gonna do for the next three weeks. And I wanna invite you to be a part of it. I wanna invite you to participate in training your soul, training your spirit like you would train your body. Now, if that seems like too much, for you, just grab that remote, surf over to the Bachelorette, grab some Doritos, and just check out. That's cool, right? But if you want to actually uh, become a, a spiritually vibrant, then stay with us for the next three weeks. I'm going to give you a real quick summary of what we're going to go over. The first one has to do with nutrition. The principle there, the, com the, the component, the spiritual component for your life and for mine is that if we want to get spiritually healthy, we need to feast our soul on the food of the Spirit. We need to feast our soul on the food of the Spirit. When we look at the Scripture, all throughout the Bible, God is always feeding His people. In the book of Exodus, He's sending manna from heaven. In the New Testament, Jesus is breaking bread and He's feeding the 5,000 with loaves and fishes. Now, these stories are not just about physical nourishment and physical sustenance. They are foreshadows 
of what Jesus wants us to experience, of what God wants us to experience, and that is nourishment for our souls. This is why Jesus calls himself the bread of life. This is why Jesus says, a man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We're going to talk about what it means to feast on the word of God. Feast on the word of God in your own home. Feast on the word of God with your brothers and sisters by, by participating in services and by going and, 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 and reaching into the good content that we're providing and, and spiritually nourishing your soul. So we need to feast our soul on the food of God. Uh, but then the following week, we're going to get into the exercise portion. The, the, the component there, the principle there, is that we have to exert our strength on spiritual endeavors. It's not, just, it's not enough to just nourish ourselves. If, if we're just feasting on the word of God, but we're not exerting any energy out, then we are going to grow spiritually obese. We are going to grow uh, spiritually uh, lethargic. And so what we need to do is not only take in the nutrients of the Spirit of God, but then exert them and exert our, our spirit in spiritual endeavors. What does that look like? Um, when uh, Khabib Nurmagomedov trains for his training camp, um, it's reported that he surrounds himself with a group of wrestlers, about 10 wrestlers around him in a circle. And one by one, those wrestlers come in and they, and they start to wrestle with him. Uh, one by one for about two minutes each. Then the whistle blows, and then a fresh wrestler comes in. Two more minutes of wrestling, and the whistle blows. By the third or fourth training partner, and these are elite wrestlers, uh, Nemerga Madoff's body is starting to wear down. Uh, but it continues to go round and round the circle until he is just physically depleted. Why? Because he wants to know that when he walks into uh, the real competition and faces his real opponent, he's not going to face anything that he hasn't faced before. If you want to be able to walk into the difficult, hard, sometimes soul-crushing circumstances of life uh, with joy in your heart, confidence in your soul, and faith in your life, then you need to have put yourself in situations before where you have trained your spirit to be strong, to have endurance. And that means we're serving, we're sacrificing we're serving with our gifts and our talents and our skills and doing things that are not just about us, not for our own comfort, but that are a level, they require some sacrifice where we're giving out to someone else. That means we're giving. We're putting ourselves financially in a situation where we're required to trust in God and we're putting our faith in Him and we're exerting ourselves and we're being magnanimous and generous with our resources, our time, our skill, our efforts. Right? So that when we face real difficult circumstances in life, it's like we've done this before. We've been through this before. We have trust and faith that God will see us through. So there's the nutrition, there's the exercise. And then normally, if this were 10 years ago when I was preaching this sermon, I would stop there. And I would say, that's how you get fit spiritually. You, you, you take in the right stuff and then you exercise. But what I've learned over the 10 years of pastoring is that if you really want to get fit spiritually, you also have to rest your soul in the grace of God. You have to rest your soul in God's grace. When my wife and I first started dating, uh, we would go on these road trips and, and, and travel together. And I was always surprised how uh, she could just curl up in the passenger seat on the road and fall asleep. She was like a little kitty cat curled up next on the passenger seat. I just I couldn't understand that because... I, I, I wasn't a person who liked to take naps. I always thought sleeping was a waste of time. Uh, that's what I thought. 
But what I've learned over time is you cannot recover after you've exerted yourself if you do not rest. In other words, you can't power up if you don't power down. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rest is required. It's the third spiritual component required to get fit spiritually. It's, when you, it's how you recover from the exertion that you've put out. Some of you today, I know this about you, you are soul tired. You're soul tired. Even if you've slept all you need to sleep and you've, you're physically fine, your soul is tired. Your heart is tired. Your mind is tired. And God is saying to you, look, I want you to come unto me and I want to give you rest. Today, my prayer is that you will join us for the next three weeks as we strive and fight and push and learn and grow to get fit spiritually. I don't want you to face hardship and difficulty, struggles in life and be overwhelmed and to feel like you're over your head and to be exhausted and to be depleted. I want what God wants for you. I want what the Apostle Paul wants for us. He wants us to train ourselves to be godly. Now, as I close, I just want to say this. Some of you are probably listening to this and you're thinking, man, that, that just sounds like way beyond me. Like I am, I don't even know where to begin. Here's the beautiful thing. You don't have to win the race today. All you have to do is take the next step. You don't have to complete the course today. All you have to do is take one step. And then the day after that, you take one more step. Today at 11.15, we're offering our step two of our next steps. It's our foundation sessions. I'm gonna be going uh, over that material uh, with you if, you if you join us at 11.15 and we're going to start talking about ways that we can start to grow spiritually and grow healthy. Um, if you want to help other people grow, you ought to join our life group training today. That's at 11.15. Uh, but it's another opportunity for you to do something that's going to cause you to stretch a little bit, to exercise some of your own um, spiritual gifts and spiritual strengths in a way that's going to serve somebody else for a greater purpose than you. If you need prayer, let us know. Put it on a connection card today and submit it. If you haven't given, give. Stretch beyond yourself. Do, take a step today that will call from you something that you have not given before, something that you have not done before. Start to grow spiritually so that you and I can join Timothy and the Apostle Paul and the saints of God as we strive to get fit spiritually. I'm gonna close by praying for you today. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for just the powerful truths and principles of your word and the way they, they shape us and the way they challenge us, the way they encourage us and inspire us. I pray, God, for every single person that's watching this right now, that you, by the power of your spirit, would give them the spark of strength to take one step toward you, just one step to growing spiritually, to experiencing that life of peace and love, joy, gentleness, kindness, hope, and courage that you want for them in the midst of circumstances that may uh, induce fear, anxiety, and, and, and despair. God, I just pray for every single one of us today that are listening to this or watching this broadcast 
that you would give us the strength, Lord God, to take the step forward that you want us to take to begin to grow in you, to get strong and healthy and fit. We pray this, Lord, to our good and for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.